PoePolitikin.com. All right, welcome back to PoePolitikin. Chilling with my homie Shamrock. How you doing today, man? Hey, what's up, Poe? You know what I'm saying? We, we calling in live from Detroit. Finna tear it down. White rapper showing stores this week, baby. Cool. So, uh, yeah, actually, let's go into that right now, man. I want you to talk about the album a little bit and actually how you hooked up with uh, Lil White and everything like that. Ah, man, it's just, uh, you know, it's almost hard to put into words. It was just so organic. Me and White finally got to meet in Atlanta last year. You know what I'm saying? He got to see me do my thing on VH1. I've been a fan, you know, since 03 when he first came out. Jumped out the gate with ACP. So finally, when we got to work on a song, it just made so much sense. I kind of built the whole project around that song, presented it to him and Parti, the CEOs of White Music. We walked it in a selecto. And just, uh, you know what I'm saying, got the deal uh, super quick, expedited the process, and here we are now talking about the album in stores this week. Yeah, how would you say your relationship is with Lil White? Is he like your mentor, or are y'all friends, or how is it working out? Or is, are you signed to his label? Like, what's the relationship? It's, it's, it's like all of that. It's okay. like, um, you know what I'm saying, mentor, just friend, brother, kick it. You know, I take a lot of notes, I ask a lot of questions. He's on his fifth studio album. This is my first. So, you know, I have a lot to learn and uh, just trying to be a sponge when him and Part T give me knowledge like that. Yeah, because that's what you like. I was just telling you, man, I'll be trying to kick that knowledge, man. And people don't understand, like, sometimes you got to find a mentor, like, find somebody that, that did what you want to do, you know? Yeah, you're right. All right. So, I, also, I want to know three things that you cannot live without. <laughs> Okay, uh, three things I can't live without is uh, my iPod and my headphones. And it's, uh, you know, that coincides with constantly being updated from live mixtapes. Got to have some new, fresh to listen to at all times when I'm on the road. Uh, Got to have uh, gotta have my Blackberry because, it's you know, it's where I write my rhymes. It's where I check my, my emails, my biz. So we make it happen off on the phone. And um, I got to have... Something, some quality liquor to drink, just to get my mind right at times. Okay. And I would say, I want to ask you, how often do you listen to music? How often do I listen to music? Yeah, because I feel like my life is like a rap video. I'm always listening to music. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say probably about 80% of the day. Real talk. 80% of every day I'm listening to music. And then who's I'm in the car. If I'm sitting, if I'm watching TV, I still got music going. It's all the time. And then uh, who you listen to? Ah, oh, man, just um, everybody, you know, um, I like to check out everything that's that's making noise. and I like to try to discover, you know, new acts on the come up as well. I think right now, just a lot of, a uh, lot of South, a lot of, you know, Juicy J mixtape, Rubber Band Business, Heavy Rotation, uh, the Snow album, Year Round, coming out. My album, of course, I love bumping it, Party, King of BAC mixtape. Uh, you know, I'm always bumping the count. Right, and then you was talking about the liquor, so what you be drinking on? What you be sipping on? Uh, I'd say mostly some Grey Goose. It's pretty uh, pretty harmless, pretty, you know, goes down like water, doesn't give me a hangover. Uh, take some shots of Trone, and uh, every now and then if I'm kicking it with white, I'm on that Crown and Coke. Okay. And I want to know, I was reading that you was from Atlanta, so I want to know about your, you know, how did, how did your love for music start? Oh, uh, man, the... Um, you know, just being in Atlanta, we didn't, you know, all I really had was the radio to go by. We, growing up, we didn't always have the scene as popping as it was now. So I really got to listen to everything coming up, whether it was 
two live crew from from nearby Florida, Ghetto Boys, Texas, Donnie by Nature, House of Pain, LL, whatever it was that was big in hip hop at that time, that's what we listened to. And you know, then the mid '90s, Atlanta really started coming to its own with Outkast and Goody Mob and Ghetto Mafia and acts like that. That kind of paved the way for Ludacris, GZ, Tip, those acts that you see today. And like you, was, we was talking about your album earlier, and you kind of played off the fact that you was on the White Rapper show. So I just wanted you to touch on that a little bit, the experience. Oh yeah, I mean it's, you know, it's just um, that's, that's basically what my life has become. It's, it's, you know, the show was a tremendous platform for me to really get exposure, and then it was almost a no-brainer. It was like. It's the, my two major platforms combined at one and two recognizable brands that everybody's going to notice. Okay. And I would say, but how did you, how, so you you appreciate being on the show? Oh, man. Of course. Are you kidding? I got $100,000. <laughs> I was just making sure because like I was saying, uh, I had Scully on the show then he was kind of trying to diss it. Then he was actually saying that Everybody know that he was the best rapper on the show anyway, so that's what he was saying. He was like kind of dissing the show. That's why I was just asking your opinion about it. Uh, uh, well, I promise you, if he walked away with the check, he'll feel different. Huh. <laughs> All right, I was telling you about, I was talking about this earlier, man. I was listening to that GOAT, and I can't even say Eminem. That, that wasn't even a jab, man. That was kind of like a cross he threw at you, so I want to know what you think about that, man, like how he came at you. Well, well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people hit me up about it. Um, a lot of things ran through my head, man. I was mad. Um, I was frustrated because I knew that any kind of reply I put back wouldn't reach the same platform that he's able to put his music out on. Exactly. But then at the end of the day, it also, you know, kind of made me feel good, too, because, you know, if Eminem's talking about you in a the freestyle, then you're making some noise somehow. Yeah, and then that's the fact, like, like he actually know you, too, so to actually talk about you, exactly. so you, you in his radar. Yeah, as many people listen to that song, they'll listen to, you know, trying to figure out who he's talking about, look me up, and then you see that the title of the album, The White Rapper Show, he's saying in the freestyle, so at the end of the day, we, we flipped it into a positive, so. Yeah, and I was saying, even what he said, like, uh, you know, I watched the show, and I, I, I actually enjoyed the show, and I, I didn't get that vibe from you and then like that, so I, I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, not cool, I thought that was kind of like, what the fuck, because I didn't get that vibe from you, what he said. I mean, he's, he's not even the only person to say that, so it's not, it's not so much an original thought. The only thing that kind of irked me is when you're in a position of power like that, and you kind of throw shade on a new artist, you can you can really change popular opinion swiftly. Uh, Got to be careful. That's kind of reckless. So you know, if I'd have been right there when he said it, it would have been something different. But at, at the end of the day, it is what it is, and I do consider him the greatest to do it. So you know, it is what it is. Keep it moving. I got money to make. All right, for sure. And I want to know outside of music, like what are some of your interests and hobbies? Oh man, outside of music, you know, I play sports. I was an athlete in high school. Love to hoop all the time. I love to cook. I love to throw down in the kitchen. And, uh, you know, just kick it. Just listen to music. That's probably my biggest hobby. Okay. And when you're in the studio, how do you, you know, everybody got their different routine when they're in the studio. So what's your routine, like, when you're about to do, lay it down in the studio? Yeah, usually if I'm in the studio, I like to keep it kind of kind of closed. Like, some people, like, a lot of people like a party in the studio. I'm, like, the exact opposite. I like to really just have me and my engineer and no other guests and just zone out 
and just have that beat on repeat and, um, you know, make sure he knows where I'm trying to go with it and just lock in for, like, a good hour 30 and don't let up till that shit's done. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. So you already have something written or you write to the beat? Uh, you know, sometimes a little of both. Like, things, you never know when the when the best idea is going to hit you. You can be in the middle of doing something, but you already know when it's a when it's a million-dollar idea. So, you know, I do a little of both. I think of something on the fly and also kind of craft things that I want to be, you know, perfectly expressed. Okay. And I say, you know, you can say the route that you have taken so far in your career is pretty unique. You know, everybody, <laughs> can't really get it. you know, you can't really be like, I was on a TV show, I $100,000, you know. So I want to say, uh, what would you consider, like, one of the most important lessons that you learned so far that you're still applying and using? Man, um, that, that's a, I really appreciate you saying that, by the way. Um, yeah, I think one of the biggest lessons I had to learn was to manage my expectations of, you know, what you think you deserve and what you think should be handed to you. It doesn't work like that. And at the end of the day, no matter what platform I'm broadcast on, nobody can do for me like I can do for myself. So I had to learn that the hard way at the beginning because, you know, things came my way very easily after being on the show. And I had to really get on my grind and make it happen the way I wanted it to. Okay. And what advice would you give to, like, I guess, an aspiring artist, somebody trying to get in the game? What would you tell them? Man, I'd just say, just don't let up. Like, it's kind of all or nothing. Um, if you like music and you just want to rap to rap to make music because you love rap, that's cool too. But if you're really trying to do this, make a career out of it, it's all or nothing. It's got to be 100% commitment. There's no, 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 nothing else. I promise you. So I want to actually talk about that. I want to know because that's one of my favorite lines. It's by Jay-Z. He says, uh, my life is based on sacrifices. So I want to know what some of the sacrifices you made so far in your career. I mean, just... I mean, it's everything. Like, I don't have any kids, you know. I have a steady relationship every now and then, but, you know, you, you miss out on a lot. When it comes, you know, a lot of guys, they got baby mamas and girls that can, like, hold them back at times. I don't get to see my family and friends all the time like I want to, but I'm committed, man. That's why I'm in Detroit. That's why I was in Memphis. I'm about to be in Orlando, Dallas, San Fran. I'm, it's commitment. Yeah, well, I was saying, I was saying, did you say the payoff is worth it? Uh, yeah, I mean, totally, definitely. I mean, I, I, I'm, it's, it's definitely made me learn to make more of an effort to be a good brother, sister, son, um, you know, friend, and still accomplish everything I'm trying to do with my work. You know, at the end of the day, when I reach a goal that I set, that's, you know, that's, it defines you and to some extent. Okay. And I want to know, what would you like to tell your supporters, you know, your fans out there, what would you like to tell them? I don't, I don't like to say I have fans. I like to say I have fam. Like, everybody out there who supports me, that's my brother, that's my sister. So I just want to say, appreciate you holding me down. I know it's been a long time. I appreciate your patience. But you got to go cop the White Rapper show in stores right now. I promise you it's worth the wait. I won't let you down. Me and Lil White, Part we did our thing on it. All right, man. i like to say I appreciate you for coming through politics with me. Absolutely, Paul. I appreciate you. Yeah, I want to say, oh. Uh, What's your uh, Twitter and everything like that? I got to make sure I hit you up. Oh, yeah. Definitely hit me up on Twitter, at Shamrock Music. All one word, spelled just like it sounds. Um, hit me up on Facebook, my real name, Timo Rasmussen. And, um, yeah, just get at me. It's really me on the social media. I don't, I don't do that uh, publicist stuff.
Yeah. Yo, yo. What it yeah. is? What it is? It's your boy Lil White. It is? I'm kicking to my boy Shamrock. Shut the fuck up. I'm so sick and tired of getting calls every other weekend talking about somebody else got locked up. Somebody else that got fucked up. I'm sick of this shit, man. I remember days and nights when, oh yeah, I ain't even have a license. I had to make plays, so I had to chance it. Can't go back, boy, I need advancement. Too many folks getting locked up. Why they girls at home just knocked up? I'ma do my best trying to get these checks. Them boys are watching, I ain't trying to be next. I ain't trying to be next, hey. Well, I'm waiting on a day when the people walk free to sleep. When the penitentiary is on fire.
Like you 